Hi, this is Chad. I'm so glad to be part of your journey towards product mastery so you can better develop products that your customers will love. Today, we are talking about how to clearly communicate the value of a product to customers, right? Something that we sometimes get involved with as product people, and uh, sometimes our marketing department doesn't quite have the focus we think they should on the communications. Specifically, we're going to learn about a seven-part framework for marketing communications. And joining us to help us with this is Dr. J.J. Peterson, whose PhD is specifically about the validity and effectiveness of this framework. And this framework has been used by tens of thousands, maybe uh, we should say hundreds of thousands of organizations now. He's also the Chief of Teaching and Facilitation at StoryBrand. They're a Nashville-based company that helps organizations across the globe clarify their message so those organizations will grow and succeed. And as a reminder, if you hear anything that you want to go back to and see it in a written format, we do take detailed notes for you. We also prepare a one-page action guide to help you put into action right away the key takeaways from our discussion. You'll find those resources at productmasterynow.com slash 374. JJ, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks so much, Chad. Thanks for having me. I love the applause. I like that. It's been a while. We haven't been in person with people, so no applause recently. So I like that. Not everyone gets the applause. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, well, this you. is a framework that I've been wanting. I've used it many times. I've helped others use it. I've applied it to my work. And I've wanted to bring this knowledge to you. And we are finally making it happen today with the person who is best equipped to talk about this. So, JJ, thank you. Yeah, I really am excited to be here. I love when I get to speak to audiences who are creating new things and are often having a hard time explaining what it is that they're creating <laughs> in a way that like connects with not just customers, but internal audiences and everything. So anytime that I get to chat to those types of audiences, I get really excited. Excellent. I really appreciate that. We're, we're going to dive in with something I found on your website, on the StoryBrand website. And you say, I'm just going to read this, make sure I get it right. Even if you have the best products in the marketplace, you will lose to competitors and fare your product if they communicate more clearly. That is such a key message for us as product managers because our hard work, our sweat goes into creating a product that hopefully if we're doing our job right, our products will love, that we're, we're delivering new value to our customers. I think I said our products will love. Our customers will love because we're delivering that new value. <laughs> and then at times it goes over to marketing after the fact, after we make the product, and it's not represented well. So you, you have a solution, which I, I call a story brand framework, sometimes the SB7 because there's seven parts. Why does it work so well? You know, it, it makes me really angry, actually, when a lot of times people create, put all this time and effort and energy into these great products, and then they never get to people. You know, I think we've, we're under this misnomer that if we build it, they will come. You know, mm -hmm. like, just if we have a great product, word of mouth will spread everything. And the reality is, like we say on our website, if your competitor has an inferior product but can communicate more clearly, they're going to beat you in the marketplace, period. And that doesn't give, an, give us an excuse to not have great products, right? That doesn't mean we want to cut corners and just be really good communicators. What it means is when you have a great product that solves a customer problem and makes people's 
life better, you need to be able to communicate quickly and clearly in such a way that invites people into a beautiful story to do business with you. And the reason why so many people are missing out on great product, on great products that they don't really understand how they connect with them or how they help them is because our brains really are designed to keep us alive. And the primary way that brains, our brains help us keep alive is really two ways. The first is our brain is always looking for information that helps us survive and thrive. Always. We're scanning around us all the times, whether we realize it or not. Most likely it's subconsciously, but we're looking for information that helps us survive and thrive. So if you walk into a movie theater, 99 times out of 100, you have no idea how many seats are in that movie theater, but you always know where the exits are right? Like that's what your brain just naturally does that. Or when you walk into a coffee shop, you're not noticing how many tiles are on the floor, how many holes are in the ceiling or what colors, how many different times green appears in the shop. You know where the coffee shop is. You, I mean, where, where the where the desk is, probably know where the bathroom is and you know where the exits are. That's it. Your, your brain does it naturally. It filters out information that does not immediately contribute to your survival and thriving. So that's the first thing the brain does. The second thing the brain does is it's trying to conserve calories. At any given time in the day, our brain actually only has a limited number of decision-making calories, thinking calories, and we can run out of those. You actually run out of those, which is why when you're in a meeting for like two hours, you're just going, I can't think anymore. I'm too tired. I'm exhausted. Well, it's not just because you've like been sitting too long. It's because you've actually run out of thinking calories. Now, our brain doesn't want us ever to run out of thinking calories because let's say we're walking down the road and we've run out of thinking calories and all of a sudden a car starts careening towards us. (laughs) If we're done, if we don't have any more thinking calories, we're dead. But if you have thinking calories, you can get out of the way. So our brain is constantly trying to say, let's like reserve those thinking calories for the moments of emergency. So what that means is that anytime you're communicating anything to people that does not contribute to their survival and thriving, and if it's done in a way that's too confusing and overwhelming, then people are designed, they're actually, their bodies are designed to tune you out. And the brain actually, most people daydream about 30% of their day, which is a survival mechanism. But when you go into a movie or you're reading a book, oddly enough, the book or the movie does the daydreaming for you. It basically helps you make sense of a story and make sense of actually what what Walter Fisher, who is the father of narrative theory, would say, it actually helps you make sense of life. And so story actually helps us focus on important information and gives us a way of thinking. And it's formulaic. So that's really why when we say that people will people will buy inferior products if they can understand them faster. It's because those people probably were able to communicate how their products helps people survive and thrive and did it in such a way that didn't confuse anybody and didn't cause them to have to think so they could immediately make a decision. Yeah, that's really good. And we do get overwhelmed with information easily. 
And for me, it's, you know, the message that probably just cuts through and addresses the problem I'm having right now in the way that I think about it, right? And, and I'm going to click on, yes, you can help me. They're already connected with me in the way that they're talking to me. It's the same way that I'm expressing the problem. Yeah. And, you know, specifically, say, like on a website, on a website, the average person now spends between only three to five seconds on a website. That means if you are describing what your product offers and you're going into all of the deep features and benefits, well, not even benefits, like the features and the sleekness of the product and how special and different this product is without immediately telling people how it can help them survive and thrive, they will not spend time on that website trying to figure it out. Very few people will. You have three to five seconds. So when I say people will not give you the time, they will not spend the calories to think through. You have three seconds to force them to think through. And if you don't do it in that amount of time, you're done. Right. And in the current state of just and the referrals that we look for from recommending services and like, you know, I'm if I'm looking for a new service that I need, I may pull up 10 websites and I'm quickly scanning through them all at once, basically to say, which one's speaking to me? Yes. Convincing me that they're the best choice. Exactly. Right. And I'm making that comparison. And this is for all kinds of companies, all sizes. This is the solopreneur like myself. This is the large uh, company, and I'll share a story with you that you and listeners might. I was doing some work with the one of the largest private companies in the world, so really massive, large company, just happens to be a private company, doing some design thinking workshops and other things for them. And I became friends with the person that brought me in. And one morning, he calls me and says, I, I got to show you this. I just got this back from marketing. It's the, the new piece on the product that I'm putting together. And we look at it a little bit together, and he goes, I have no idea what people are supposed to gather from this, because it doesn't say anything about what the product actually is. You know, what, what do I do about this, Chad? I say, I have a solution for you. And because the story brand framework is in a book called Story... I don't know if it's called a story, story Brand. Building, building a Story, a story, brand. story brand. Yep. Building a Story Brand. I said, what you do is, you know, I can run through, through this with you real quick, but grab the book... That will show you the framework, and you can help reframe this messaging. That was in the morning. That afternoon, he got back with me. He had gotten the book. He got another copy for the senior executive that he works with. He spent two hours going through it, and he had redone the marketing piece using the framework. Amazing. Which I thought was just awesome. I love that. I love that. So this is very approachable, and and we're not so much talking about, you know, we're, we're telling some narrative story. No, we're adding clarity to how our product creates value for customers in a way that they will immediately connect to and go, oh, yeah, I need that product. Exactly. That's why I want product managers to know about this. Can you walk us through the framework? And, and maybe I thought it'd be helpful to do it in the context of, of an example to, that we can talk, through, talk about and talk about what the parts of this framework are. Yeah. So it all kind of boils down to every story Really, you can break down into seven elements. Every good story has these seven elements or plot points in it. Now, you know, when you get nuanced and go into like independent films or, you know, these very artsy kind of pieces, they may not have all the pieces. But what I always say is 
those films don't make money. <laughs> the, the films that I've like the framework that I'm going to tell you is what blockbuster movies use. And it really goes all the way back. It's not just blockbuster movies that gets kind of, it gets tested in the marketplace every week to see, is this a good story or not? Whether people are coming to it on or watching it on Netflix, but really these rules go all the way back to Aristotle and Plato and Aristotle and Plato argued that if you want to move society to action, you actually – the best way to do it is through story. And they really break down even between comedy and drama and the types of stories you can tell and everything. And these rules have just been perfected and perfected over the centuries to help people communicate in a way that not just tells a good story but ultimately moves people to act. You know, you mentioned my – dissertation. And really, my dissertation was on the effectiveness of narrative marketing. And more specifically, it was on this idea of narrative transportation. And in communication theory, the the, the studies have shown that the better the story, the better the movie, the better the book, the better the story. And when we say better the story, what we really mean is actually, does it follow the rules? So does it help people make sense of their life and the information that's being given? The better the story, the more likely somebody will see themselves in the story. That's what's narrative. That's called narrative transportation. We will put ourselves in the story. So if you've ever like jumped in a scary movie or cried, you've experienced narrative transportation. Or if you say, I got lost in that book, I just couldn't get put it down. You've experienced narrative transportation. I even at one point found myself praying for characters in a book because <laughs> like, that's when I was like, I need to go outside because <laughs> I just, pr I just prayed for this non-real person in a book that where I actually know the ending of. And so, <laughs> you know, that's narrative transportation. Very powerful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the research shows that when an audience experiences narrative transportation, they are more likely to be moved to action. The high, the better the story, the higher the level of narrative transportation, the more influence that story has over a person's mind and their actions. Mm -hmm. So that's all like kind of the research, but <clears throat> so that's kind of all the research behind it all. But when it really comes down to it, people then want to go, so how do you tell a good story, right? Well, there really are rules to the story. And so what we've done at StoryBrand is really break down story into its most seven basic elements. And these are those elements. And I'll kind of walk through it real quick from what a story needs, and then we'll put it into a product marketing context. Okay. So just from a movie and story perspective, in the first seven minutes of a movie, you need to understand what a character wants. Character want is the first element of a good story. So there's a hero of a story, and that hero, we need to know very early on what they want, and it needs to be clear. It has to be one thing. Jason Bourne can't want to know who he is, but also want to run a marathon, open a bakery, adopt a cat. Like, that's not a good movie. It's back to too much for our brains to keep track of. Exactly. We can't clear. keep track of that many stories. Yeah. So. The So, you have to understand what the character wants. Then, the next element is problem. A character has to encounter a problem. There has to be something that gets in the way of what the character wants. And that is really what drives the story. If there is no problem in the story, there is no story, right? If Jason Bourne is like, 
either solves this problem very early on, like he's like, yeah, I want to know who I am. Oh, I'm this guy. Okay, good movie. And then he sits on the couch and we watch it the rest of the time. Boring. It's not not going anywhere. So problem is a very pivotal piece in the story. Then we as an audience know that the main character, the hero, actually can't solve the problem on their own. They have to meet somebody who will help them solve the problem. Because if they could solve it on their own, they probably wouldn't be in it to begin with. So they meet a guide. That's the third element. They meet a guide who helps them overcome with empathy and authority because this guide understands who they are and has the ability to help them move forward. So Frodo in Lord of the Rings has Gandalf. Luke Skywalker has Yoda and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, Katniss in Hunger Games has Haymitch. They always, there's always a guide that helps the hero win the day. Then the fourth element is the guide gives the hero a plan. There's always a path forward for the hero to win. And it's not complicated. It's usually very simple with a few steps that they have to take. If you're in a heist movie, sure, it may be like, here's the seven things we need to do. But really, like in Star Wars, it's trust the force. That's it. (laughs) You know, it's trust the force. Then the next element is there's a moment that the hero must be called to action. They must be in or out. There's usually a timer that's going to go off. That happens so often in film, right? There's something, there's a moment that the hero has to run towards the fire or away from the fire, right? There's a bomb that's going to go off in 24 hours. The person who's kidnapped is going to disappear forever in 10 hours. You know, this in three hours, the Death Star is going to come around and be able to kill a planet. There's a timer. The hero has to trust the force now to send the photon torpedo or whatever torpedo it was into this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then we as an audience know that this can, this can go horribly wrong and have a tragic ending, which is like a failure of the hero. And they're always afraid of failure. Or we can know what the happy ending is like and what success will look like. And those really are the elements of story. Character who wants something, who encounters a problem, who meets a guide, who gives him a plan, calls him to action, and we know what success and failure look like. So, that's story. That's every story you've ever read, heard. That's those good story. That's what it is. Now, what StoryBrand has done is really said, okay, how do we take this and apply it to marketing? Because every one of us wakes up every day wanting to be the hero of our own story right? We want to be the hero of our own story. And here's the problem that a lot of, I would say, product makers and businesses run into, right? You've just spent 50 years, maybe, (laughs) not really, but you've spent five years, two years, months working on this amazing project that you're so proud of. And so you want to put it out there and you want to talk about how amazing this is and how unique it is and how special it is and how different it is. Well, when you do that, when you start from that place, what you are actually doing is you're positioning your product or your business as the hero of, of the story. And the reality is your customer is the hero of the story, right? Because if you as a business position yourself as a hero and your customer is positioning themselves as a hero, well, now you're in competing stories. You're actually fighting against each other. One must win and the other must lose. 
That's it. But instead of positioning yourself as the hero of the story, you want to position your customer as the hero of the story, and you want to position your product or your business as the guide to the customer's hero. I had an opportunity with my kids briefly. We were driving through, I live in Colorado. We were driving through Peoria, Illinois recently. My mom lives in that area. And on the side of this big old brick building, right, says Johnson and Sons established 1957. I have no idea what they do, what they're about, nothing. And I, I pointed this out to my kids, like, why would you put, we have this beautiful brick side of the building you could put something on. I don't know why I would ever talk to Johnson and Sons. Exactly. Because they just made the story about them. Right. Now, even if like it matters that they've been around since 1957, I have no idea why that matters. If you are a social media company, that doesn't matter. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I don't care that you've been around forever. That actually hurts you. So that is making the story about you. And what it looks like to make the story about the customer. And when I say the customer, I am talking about like when you're positioning your product, but also let's whoever you're talking to internally in your office, right? Like if you're trying to get marketing on board with this, or you're trying to present a new timeline to your team, or you're trying to get people motivated around a project, this communication framework works in any of those. We specialize in helping people with marketing because that's really what we think so many people need the most help with. But this really fits even if you go, well, if you're listening right now and you're like, well, I don't really deal with marketing. It doesn't matter. You're always communicating with people. You're trying to lead people. You're trying to move people to action and understanding that everybody that you're talking to views themselves as a hero in their own story. This will radically change the way you communicate to them and allow you to approach things differently and truthfully get better results. And let me just underscore that, JJ, just yep. that point, right? As product managers, we've talked some in the past and we've had some people on that are communication specialists and to talk about the value of using story and presenting your ideas internally, right? So as product people, we need to use our influence, kind of build this team around us to move an idea forward that might become a product or might become an enhancement to a product. And story is a great way to do that. This is a framework that is really useful for us as product managers to help us with that influence internally to communicate clearly and get people excited about moving forward on an idea. Exactly. Exactly. So here's how that works, right? So let's say, let's pretend that we're on a podcast right now. And so let's pretend somebody has just created a new podcast microphone, podcasting microphone. That's the product we're going to put out in the marketplace. Okay. What you have to identify first is what does your customer want? So that's the first element of story. You would identify in language and say what your customer wants is a microphone that will give them high quality recordings. That's it. So, and you could, you can go 50 different ways with that, depending on what your microphone does, right? You can do microphones that help you connect with audiences better, although that's not super clear. I would just say like a high quality gives you a microphone that gives you high quality recordings. That's, we'll start there. And then you go, all right, so that's what the hero wants is a microphone that gives high quality recordings. Now we have to talk about the problem that gets in the way of that. The problem is, most microphones are not, let's say for this, most microphones are not portable and can, and have a hard time easily plugging into laptops. Now, here's the truth. 
there may be, this is where we were talking about earlier about how the people who can communicate more clearly may win in the marketplace. Even if other products on the marketplace are easily transportable and easily plug into microphone into laptops, if you're not stating that as the problem that your microphone fixes, then you're not going to win in the marketplace. But if you do, everybody else can go, here's the features we have. And if you say, here's the problem we solve, you're going to win in the marketplace. So you're identifying what is the problem we solve for the customer? Well, the problem is most microphones are not, most high quality microphones are not portable and don't plug easily into laptops. So that's the problem we identify. And then we want to identify how that makes people feel, which makes you feel frustrated and ripped off because you can't actually get what you want out of your microphone. So there's the problem. Then we go into the guide piece. So now I, as a podcaster, go, I get it. I actually have been on so many podcasts and get so frustrated by the microphones that I have been given to record. And so what ended up happening was I was a part of this product launch that helps create a microphone that actually will work anywhere and make you sound great. That's it. So now we have identified language around character want, problem, guide. So now we give it a plan. So here's how our plan works for you to win. What we do is we made it small and compact so it can go in your carry-on easily. Two, we give you a USB cord and a, what's the fire cord to plug into your computer. Or let's just do this. We give you adapters so you can plug into any computer. There you go. That's step two. And step three, we give you a lifetime guarantee so that you know you're not going to be ripped off. It won't break down on you. That's our plan for you to win. Right, It's small and compact so it can go in your carry-on. We give you an adapter so it can plug into any computer. And we give you a lifetime guarantee so you're not going to ever have to buy another microphone again. There we go. So what's the call to action? Buy now. That's it. Buy now. That's the ticking time bomb. Buy now before tomorrow night so you can get the lifetime guarantee for free. And then we have to talk about success and failure. So failure would be so you can stop being frustrated by the low quality recording equipment that other people are offering you. And instead, you can have a microphone that makes you sound good and you can take it anywhere so you don't have to go into a studio to record your podcast. So that's it. So it just forces you to bring it all together really succinctly. So now I just kind of broke that down, but let me run through that really quick. What that could be as an explanatory paragraph on a pod, on a uh, website, the intro to a speech to start talking to investors, the, the sales pitch that somebody would use to talk, um, to a customer, right? You can take all of that. And if I put it all together, I would say something like this. Hey, I know you are a podcaster who is looking for a high quality mic that you can take anywhere with you. The problem is so many mics these days actually don't deliver on that promise and they're clunky and they're hard to plug into your computer, which I'm sure is incredibly frustrating and, and also like makes you feel like you're getting ripped off when you buy equipment that doesn't work the way you want. You really deserve a microphone that you can use the best way possible. I get it. I've actually done a ton of podcasts and it makes me so angry when I'm like, I've done this great podcast and it sounds so bad. It makes me sound cheap, which is why I actually became part of this product launch to help create a microphone and get it out to the public that people all over the world are using right now to make themselves sound better. And, and really, here's how this microphone is different is one, we made, it, we made it small so you can take it anywhere, including in a carry on very easily. We give you an adapter so that you can actually plug it into any computer and you have a lifetime guarantee 
guarantee is you're never going to have to buy another microphone again. Right now, we actually have a special going on. So if you buy now, that lifetime guarantee costs you nothing. So, But it really is only for another 24 hours. And once you get this microphone, you're going to stop being frustrated by sounding cheap and not great on podcasts. And instead, you're going to be able to take the microphone wherever you want, save time and money by not having to go into a podcast studio, and sound fantastic. Do you want that microphone? (laughs) Sign me up, right? (laughs) Yeah. And no doubt, as you're running through this, right, I'm going, gosh, I know I'm going to be listening back to this and listeners, same thing, right, to... Just keep note of how this can apply to your products, starting with that problem that the customer wants to solve, right? What is it that they want? What is getting in the way from them being able to get that result? And then ultimately, how does, how's your product different that gets that for them, right? That, that overcomes that problem for them and lets them get what they want. Now, let's just say you're speaking internally, right? So, I'm mm-hmm. speaking about the same pro- – I'm a team manager and I want to say, hey, guys, we want to dominate the market. We name what the – what the the hero wants, which is the people in our group. So I say, we want to dominate the market. The problem is the market is saturated and it's really hard to differentiate, which I, I know we have a better product, but that makes us feel so frustrated. And then you go into your guide. I get it. I totally get it. I've been on product launches that have been imp- that we knew we were going to win and they just fell flat. But guess what? I actually found this marketing framework that will help us win in this. Here's how we do it. First, we have to understand how story really actually works, not just tell good stories, but how it works. Second, we need to identify the elements of our story that help position our customers as the hero and us as a guide. And then third, we need to take that language and put it everywhere. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to have a private workshop with this company called StoryBrand. We're going to bring them in and have us work with us to figure out the language, how to do it. And when we do that, what we're actually going to end up doing is we're going to stop being frustrated about losing to people who are worse than us in the marketplace. And instead, we are going to dominate with the best product because we know we have what it takes. I like how you worked StoryBrand into that as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is most appropriate because it's a great tool, right? (laughs) Yeah. A a personal note on that. So I I have, since the book came out, I've taken a couple groups through it. I find those seven steps really beneficial and they add clarity. They help us get thinking about how to really address the problem in a way that connects with customers, but isn't too much for anyone to think about, right? Nice, nice, simple, and clear. Yeah. But I personally find trying to apply that to my business is really frustrating, too time-consuming, yeah. and too difficult, because I'm just too close to it, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have a number of resources, uh, just so people know that, you know, the story brand workshop that you will come and do for companies works really well for a cross company. For a solopreneur like myself, I contacted one of your certified guides. I've actually worked with a couple of them. The one I've worked with most recently, she called half a dozen of my customers, did interviews with them um, to understand how they think about the problem themselves and the service I provide and crafted this story brand script that you kind of you know just went through as, a, as an example with the microphone on my behalf in a way that is much simpler and more clear than I could have because I'm just too close to it. So I, I figured out at times I'm too close to things. And it's good to have that external perspective to help you think through this a little bit more. Yeah. A lot of times when I go in and work with a company, they're like, do you want us to send all send us all your customer profiles and all of our marketing and everything ahead of time? And I say, no. The more I know about you before I get in there, the more I'm just going to repeat your language back to you. <laughs> so, right, right. I do enough to understand their market and their customer base and what their product actually is. And then I stop. 
Because if I'm in the room with them and they can't explain it to me in about five seconds what they do in a very quick way, that's where I come in and go, all right, I don't get it. I start asking questions and we start digging in. And really for all the listeners on here, the biggest piece of this, if you're going to focus in one piece, when you start thinking about this, let's say you're going, I want to start thinking about this now. The first thing you need to think of is what problem do you solve for your customer? This is the most important communication piece. When you stop talking about your customer's problem, your customers lose interest. Because then they don't think the story's about them. They think the story's about you. So you have to constantly, and not in a manipulative way, but really in a constantly be talking about, here is the problem this solves. Here is the problem this solves. If you think about, you know, those late night commercials that we used to watch all the time, like for Snuggie or like for those knives that they would sell, you know, on info commercials late at night. Think about that. If you remember those, it would always be like for the knife commercial. They would start out the commercial with somebody trying to cut a tomato and the tomato would just squish under the knife. And it would be like in black and white and they would go, oh, no, you know, <laughs> they would kind of get make it very I, dramatic or same thing with like Snuggies, you know, Snuggies. Nobody needs a Snuggie. But what they started to do is they showed us there's a problem. You're on the couch, you're under a blanket and you want to reach for a cup of water and you spill it everywhere. Like they almost even made up a problem to sell a Snuggie, right? Right. Nobody needs that. And so, but they're like, and again, it's like black and white and people are so frustrated and everything. Well, that's what they're doing there is they're talking about a problem. They're establishing the context for the story they're about to tell. So anytime you are getting ready to launch a product, do a team meeting, create marketing, The one thing I would say to you is focus on what problem does this solve for your customer or what problems are your customers experiencing that this product will solve. And if you can start there, then talking about that and putting that in your marketing over and over and over again puts the story in the context of your customer's story and them the hero versus you the hero. Because if you start out with go, hey, we've got all these bells and whistles, and this is an amazing product. Well, I actually don't have context for how that impacts me, which goes back to the very beginning of what I said. Our brain is always looking information for information uh, that will help us survive and thrive. So if you don't start out with that, then you are done. Excellent. Really appreciate you taking us through the framework, providing an example how we can use this with our products, how we can use this internally. I also want to get a sponsor ad in here, which is for the RPM, the Rapid Product Mastery Experience. And JJ, you'll like part of this. I'm going to try to apply a little bit of what we just talked about, right? Yeah, yeah. So organizations have the problem of wanting to get their product managers able to create higher performing products in the marketplace. Often these projects that we are on as product managers, they're stressful, there's tight deadlines, And there's high expectations of revenue and and high stakes. I've had the great pleasure of giving them the RPM experience and helping everyone come away with a common understanding, better collaboration, and working faster together. And as I've done this over the years, I hear all kinds of problems that they have specifically to the organization, and I make recommendations for those as part of this experience. I've compiled the ones I've heard most often, and I've put them in a report that is available to you And I would love for you to get this. It's called the 10 Changes Product Teams Should Make Now to Consistently Launch Products Customers Love. And the first recommendation is straight out of StoryBrand. I I ripped it off directly from StoryBrand. We've talked about it already, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because you have to go get the report yourself. 
And then it's something you can implement in five minutes that will help you, will help others. You'll find so many ways to share this. And you get nine more recommendations along with it. So check that out. Just go to productmasterynow.com slash love. That's L-O-V-E. So we can do a better job creating products that customers love. And thanks to StoryBrand for helping me with that first recommendation. Well done. Well done. (laughs) Okay. I'm learning. Even on the spot there. Good job. (laughs) I thought, man, I better tie this in or this is not going to be well. (laughs) You're like, buy this product. It's really good. Nope. I would would stop you right there. (laughs) Right there. Okay. As listeners know, we love a good innovation quote. What do you have for us and what does that mean to you? I, I was thinking about this and the quote that probably has had the biggest influence on my life is in the last couple of years that I think I keep at the forefront of my brain is actually from Donald Miller. He's, he's the one who said it and he's written a book really about some of this called Hero on a Mission. And the quote is that no great story has ever been written. No great story has ever been written by somebody who plays the victim. And what he means by that is like a lot of times we play the victim in our life. Like, yes, we, there are moments where really things, victims, some, we are victims of actual things. But when you really have the opportunity to play four different characters in your life, and these are the four characters that are in story, hero, victim, villain, and guide, right? And the hero and victim, I'm sorry, the hero and villain both have a backstory of pain, but the hero works to redeem the pain and the villain works to revenge the pain, right? And then the victim is really just there to make the hero look good and the villain look bad. Basically, they suck energy from both. (laughs) That's what the victim does. And then the guide helps the hero win. Mm -hmm. And these four things are in story because they are in each of us and we can be each of those characters every single day. And so for me, anytime I find myself playing the victim, especially over this last season of the pandemic, like there's really horrible and bad things that have been happening the past couple of years that have been impacting people's lives. But there are many times where I choose to be play the victim and my life will never write a good story if I live there. I ultimately want to move towards being a hero and then beyond that, being a guide and helping other heroes win. I'm kind of glad to hear that you did not include the villain in your aspirations. Yeah, I work very hard not to be. Not that I'm not occasionally, but yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, right? The, those are good places to live, being the guide to help others, being the hero to uh, accomplish amazing things. So I appreciate you sharing that. I want to get out some resources for people too. First, you have a a podcast that you do, Marketing Made Simple. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? We really started this podcast because we believe marketing should be easy and it should work. And, And just very simply. Like very simply, marketing should be easy and it should work. I'm tired of people spending way too much money on products that don't go anywhere. They're great products, but they, they can't get into the hands of people and they can actually solve people's problems. So that's why we started it. And so we just, you know, if you go back to the very beginning of it, we start with the story brand framework and really break down each element of story. And then we talk about how to apply that into marketing. And then we've gotten into how to do that in sales funnels with websites and lead generators. And then we've gotten into social media and videos. And it's really about how to create effective, clear marketing. And we, every, every episode, we 
do a little teaching and a little banter. We interview an expert and then we give kind of a practical tip like what you you do with your notes is give people a practical tip to kind of apply immediately. I've been following that from the beginning and the first series you did was on the SP7 framework. So anyone that wants to hear more details about each one of the steps, each one of the characteristics of a good story for a product that we went through, that's an excellent resource to go back to the first episode and and follow on from there and it will detail this uh, more for you as you talk through it. And you co-host that with April Sunshine. Is that right, Sunshine? Yeah. And that's her yeah. real name. Everybody always it, it's asks the April best Sunshine name Hawkins. Ever. <laughs> I, it, it's, it's such a great name. And she's about one of the only people in the world that I think could pull it off. Because I would hate to be like <laughs> April Sunshine and be really dark, but she is like one of the happiest, bright people in the world. So We've had some contact with each other and she radiates. So Yeah. Okay, excellent. So that's a wonderful resource. What about other ways that people can find out? We mentioned this book. We should probably talk about that a little bit more. But just find out about the resources that are available, the work that you do. The the first book is called Building a Story Brand, which really walks through the seven-part framework, the SB7 framework. And then there's a follow-up book to that called Marketing Made Simple that actually walks through how to take that clear message and put it into your marketing. And if you just want a quick, like, let's say you're trying to keep notes of all of this stuff that we've just talked about today, we actually have an online, what we call brand script. And a brand script is really just a place, a tool that you can use to kind of keep all of these messaging points in one place. And you can find that at mystorybrand.com. So mystorybrand.com, you can go there and you can actually create a product brand script or a company brand script or even a meeting brand script to write down all the points that you want to make to make sure you're telling a clear story. So I will have the links to those resources in the show notes for everyone. Make it easy to get to. Um, Again, just highlight Marketing Made Simple podcast if you want to check out another podcast. That brand script, mystorybrand.com, my.storybrand resource, and the other books will be in the show notes as well. JJ, so much appreciation. Real quick, I think it's just mystorybrand.com. Oh, thank you. That's yeah. a good correction. I, I wrote it down as my dot because I, I have been there <laughs> and I thought that's the way it was. So I okay, believe my it's story just mystorybrand.com. Yep. Great free tool to type in um, and make a shareable resource of your story brand in the way that we've talked through. JJ, thank you so much for taking us through the framework. This is framework I have, like I said, very much wanted to bring product managers for a long time and glad we got it done today. Love it. Thanks for having me on, Chad. And listeners, remember, you'll find the written show notes, all the details that we talked about in a written format and that one-page action guide, everything we talked with JJ about at productmasterynow.com slash 374. Everyone, keep innovating. Thank you for listening to Product Mastery Now where product leaders and managers gain product mastery through practical knowledge, influence, and confidence. By listening, you are becoming a product master, creating products customers love. Find additional resources at productmasterynow.com. Keep innovating.